Yeah. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad. And uh, as always, I love to tap into some of the wonderful resources of the Irish in Canada and the wonderful work that has been done. And uh, how influential, and I use that term in its broadest sense, how influential the Irish continue to be. And that is that we successfully have come across the Atlantic and we have settled into a different culture and we have enriched the culture that we have arrived into but we've been enriched by the culture that we have arrived into and uh, Jim Keating from CARE in County Tipperary uh, is based in Toronto and we're going to find out more about how long he's been here and he has been involved in the speakers group down there for many many years and Desmond Devoy is based up the Ottawa Valley. Desmond used to be here in Ottawa uh, many years ago and now is based, he's a journalist. And I know Desmond spent some years, I think he was on the Clare Champion, if I recall correctly, he spent time in Ennis and uh, has a very close connection with Ireland. First of all, guys, thanks a million for both of you coming along. And congratulations on the publication of the book. And the book is called Outspoken. Uh, Jim, over to you first, Outspoken. Outspoken, 15 Masterclass Business Essays for Our Time. So, thank you, Austin, for having us on, and uh, great to see you, Desmond. Uh, Desmond and I have worked very closely on this book for the last number of months. But the background, Austin, I'll give you a very quick background if you wish, is that my company, Speakers Forum, uh, which I've run for many years here in Toronto, we've hosted... Um, top uh, politicians, uh, we've had four U.S. presidents, uh, prime ministers from around the world, and, of course, in more recent years, uh, uh, top business leaders, uh, professors from Harvard, London School of Economics, uh, MIT, and then top business people like presidents and chairman of companies and so forth. So when my business went dark or basically closed down uh, during at, at the beginning of the pandemic, like everybody else, I was sitting around, you know, twiddling my thumbs, kind of thinking, what am I going to do? And then Larry King of CNN, which I'm sure you and many of, uh, of your listeners, Austin, will remember, uh, hosted at the 9 o'clock, um, 9 a.m., sorry, 9 p.m. show on CNN. And um, he passed away earlier this year. So I wrote up a little story on that, and um, a lot of people responded by saying, Jim, you should write a book. So that's, that was, that's how it all came about. And you wrote a book. Well, what I did was, um, I actually didn't write a book, because I decided, you know, Jim, you're not really a writer. And I thought, I've had all these wonderful speakers in. Let's get them to write the book. And so what Desmond and I basically did was, we contacted... Uh, a little more than 15 of our great speakers we've had over the years. And we'll, we'll give you some names and topics and so forth in a moment. But, and the response, Austin, has, has been tremendous. And so what we basically have is a book, one book, 15 masterclass essays. And we put in the word business because we frankly didn't want to have the book, you know, end up in the knitting section or whatever. But the, the essays are, in fact, general interest essays. And uh, Desmond, if you want to jump in for a moment there, because I know you're 
you did you've you've been writing and doing some uh, interviews uh, on the essays. Yeah, that's right. And, and Des- Desmond, just you you were pulled in by Jim to get involved in the editing process. Yeah, to uh, to help compile uh, the essays to get contact information for former speaker and help compile the book, everything down to the, the nitty-gritty, like putting the, the copyright page together. So for both of us, it's uh, been an education, a real great education. Um, and that's the great thing about working with Jim is that you're, you're always learning. It's um, not just from the speakers, but what goes on behind the scenes as well. And in the book, um, when we say masterclass, we, we truly mean it because uh, just some of the essays that uh, we have on hand are very much how-to. Uh, one of the first ones we have uh, Jim through his uh, contacts was able to get uh, David Kuznet. He's our first essay, and he, is, uh, the, he was the chief speechwriter to President Bill Clinton. And the topic of his speech is, what makes a great speech? So you kind of get to see how the thought process about what he goes through to put a speech together uh, for the likes of Bill Clinton. And he's also written for, you know, Michael Dukakis and Walter Mondale as well. Um, and also we were able to get uh, Jeffrey Archer, who uh, another man who also has a book out this month, might as well do some cross-promotion. Uh, he has also done a bit of a master class of his own. His essay is What Makes a Bestseller? So you're, you're getting a lot uh, out of these um, different essays. And um, and and they, they they run they really do run the gamut, not just business. Uh, we saw you know stuff there about uh, we have stuff in here about politics, uh, the Olympic Games, innovation, um, polling as well, and um, the future of air travel uh, by Greg Suretsky, who ran WestJet for many years, and that's becoming very relevant for a lot of people now who are booking their, their holidays. I know you and Jim have been doing some traveling recently. I'm looking to get away with the missus. And so this is, you know, sometimes it's hard for a book to be very, uh, you know, timely. This book is about as timely as it gets. So, guys, a lot of books in this genre would tend to have been written by one individual. And as a result, what you're getting would be a, a start, a middle, and an end. Whereas what strikes me as unique about what you've done here is that you have reached out, as you said, to 15, and you're getting nice uh, uh, 15 different menu items and 15 different flavors, which uh, has anybody done that before in that context? Well, actually, um, I suppose the only one I can think of, Austin, is... Um, he published, uh, I'm thinking of Peter Mansbridge, a former CBC uh, news anchor. He published a book um, a little similar in that he talked, he had, I think it's 15 as well, ironically, of famous Canadians. Right. Now, he did it himself, but basically, as I understand it, and I haven't read the book, so I could be off track on this one, but I did read the summary about it, and that was that he has 15, 15 chapters or 15 essays, again, about 15 famous Canadians. So in that sense, there might be a bit of a similarity. The great thing about the one that we've done with these masterclass essays is that each one of the, of the authors, we'll, we'll call them, are speaking about the topics that they are expert in. Right. Uh, and Desmond touched on one there about, uh, and of course it's, it's Dick Pound or Richard Pound, the uh, famous lawyer in Montreal, who, uh, you know, basically he's known as Mr. Olympics in Canada. He was uh, senior vice president of the International Olympic Committee. 
got beaten in a run for uh, to become president of the Olympics. And uh, his essay is really fascinating. And in fact, there's actually breaking news, I believe, in his essay, where he is talking about Montreal, Toronto, and Kingston uh, putting in a joint uh, uh, bid for all three locations to host a Summer Olympic Games coming up. Uh, because the cost now, as we all know, for one city mm-hmm. hosting the Olympic Games is just so enormous that it's just not possible. So mm-hmm. that's the type of thing we've got uh, we've got going on here. The other thing I might mention in passing is that we've gotten tremendous advanced praise for each of the essays, or most of the essays, from some very, very notable people. Uh, names like um, uh, Lloyd Robertson. Uh, and of course, his successor Lisa Laflamme, who's on nightly on CTV National News, it's a name that will resonate with a lot of people for various reasons. Conrad Black, mm-hmm. he's written a very interesting advanced praise on um, an essay by F. Lee Bailey. Now, F. Lee Bailey will uh, most of your listeners, I'm sure, will remember him as the famous uh, U.S. attorney. He was on the defense team for the O.J. Simpson trial. Mm-hmm. And he also uh, defended um, uh, Dr. Richard Kimball, uh, the fugitive. And I'm sure many many of your listeners uh, will have uh, listened and watched the fugitive series that ran on television for many years, and then the movie that came out just a couple of years ago. And so Comrade Black um, uh, wrote the advance praise on his essay. So it's, it's, it's all good. Jim, you, you know, I find a, a reference like that, I won't say slightly offensive, because it's assuming that my listeners have been around long enough to have been watching The Fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about reruns. We're talking reruns here, Austin. I think, I think that's one series that's probably been rerun, I don't know how many times, but I get your point. <laughs> so... So, Jim, you've come back from being in Ireland where you did some interviews on the book. Now, on this side of the Atlantic, the names and all would have, they're, they're, let's call them local. So now you bring that over to Ireland. How did you find that, was there a different receptive approach to it? Well, there was. And, of course, this is what makes it uh, very interesting. And you, you raise a very good point because really, you know, when you pick up this book, there will be essays that I think everybody will look at and go, oh, uh, maybe five or six right off the top that they'll say, got to read that, got to read that, got to read that. And then there will be some essays that you'll go, mm, not so sure what's that all about, you know. Like, for example, there's one essay about innovation. And it's written by the managing director of Deloitte, Deloitte Consulting, which is perhaps the top, certainly one of the top consulting firms in the world. Now, for me personally, that was an essay, kind of was one of the last essays, because I'm also a reader of the book and a reader of the essays. And it was one of the last essays. But you know what, Austin? I found it the most fascinating, because innovation. And so... To answer your question, in Ireland, and certainly Geoffrey Archer, of course, more people, I think, in Ireland knew about Geoffrey Archer, perhaps, than here, mm-hmm. I, I find, even though he's, you know, he has sold 350 million books worldwide, and his essay is quite fascinating, and there's a very, I'll give you a quick story about him. Uh, his publicist flew him to New York 
to go on the Good Morning America show. And this was his first book. And the name of the book was Cain and Abel. Mm -hmm. You may have read it. Mm -hmm. And his publisher said, you know, we're going to do this in style. You're not known in the U.S. We're going to fly you over on the Concorde, which was flying at that time. We're going to have you staying at the Park Plaza Hotel in New York City. We're going to have a stretch limousine to take you to the NBC studios. And you're going to make a big splash. And we want you to say... Cain and Abel, the title of the book, as many times as possible. So fast forward, they're sitting in the green room, and as he says, this is Jeffrey Archer, and one of the people that's in, that's being interviewed and ready to go on as well is Mickey Mouse, uh, the Disney character. And I guess they're celebrating, I think it was the 75th anniversary of Disney. And they've, they've been told that they've got two minutes each. Well, as Jeffrey Archer, of course, uh, said, he said, I learned a lot from Mickey Mouse that day. Because when he realized, he was on first, when he realized that the last question, last question was being asked of him, he just kept talking. The answer, he kept talking. And he went well over his two minutes, which meant that he had cut into Jeffrey Archer's time. Right? So Jeffrey Archer now had only a minute and 40 seconds or 20 seconds or whatever. And so when Jeffrey Archer came on, of course, the interviewer asked him, I hear, he said, you flew over on the Concorde. And Jeffrey Archer went into a whole spiel about the Concorde. It flies at the speed of this. You know, you can have your breakfast in London. You can have your breakfast again in New York and all the rest of it. I went on and on. And eventually... The interviewer said, well, thank you very much for being on the show this morning. <laughs> so it was a real learning lesson. And it's one of the uh, cute, if you will, anecdotes that uh, Archer mentions in his book. Of course, he never got to mention the title of his book, Cain and Abel. And he, it was a learning lesson for him. So there you go. So I'm going to switch gears slightly before I come back to Desmond, because in your trip back to Ireland, having gone through, as we all have, at uh, the time of uh, limited contact and limited connection and everything else. Um, <clears throat> how did you find that when you got there that the Irish psyche was at this point in time? Uh, and then when you were working your way around through your uh, media to promote the book, um, how, how were you finding things? Well, you know, First of all, I found it really strange because, as you and I both know, and Desmond as well, the Irish are so welcoming and um, everything is so friendly. And, of course, the, the pub scene, you know, you go into a pub and, as we all know, within what, 10, 15 minutes, you've made friends at one end of the bar to the other. And so all of that really was out for me. Now, whether that was all still going on, you know what, I don't know. Because you know what, Austin? I didn't go into the pubs. Mm -hmm. I'm taking this whole pandemic incredibly serious and I'm not socializing to any great degree. The one thing I will say is this, is that and maybe I was there later than you were, uh, having just come back a little over a week ago. I was, when I was in Dublin, I love to walk through Stephen St. Stephen's Green and down Grafton Street, as we know, the, the pedestrian street in the city. 
Well, what I discovered was when I walked down Grafton Street, all of the buskers were there at their usual corners playing music and collecting money and so forth, and their street was jam-packed. I could not believe it. Mm-hmm. And to give you a comparison, when I came back here, I had to drop off some copies of my book at an event for the new Irish ambassador to Canada at the National Club. And... Um, and I took the opportunity, after I dropped off the books, to drive around downtown. Austin, there were more people on one street in Dublin, Grafton Street, than there was in the whole downtown of Toronto. It was that, that different. So I, I, I'm not surprised, unfortunately, to hear about the numbers uh, increasing dramatically again in Ireland and the COVID, uh, and they're now perhaps talking about a limited shutdown again. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think they had just decided it was over when it's mm-hmm. not over. Mm-hmm. I have to, I, I let go of that because uh, I was down in Toronto last week and I came in, I was out in Oakford, came in to go train and walked around downtown. And again, my experience of, given the size of the metropolis down there, that, yeah, um, the place was very quiet. Very uh, quiet. Yeah. 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 Which is good because I think people are are still, you know, hopefully taking it very serious. And uh, I know I am, and friends of mine at, at my uh, age group certainly are taking it all very, very serious still. Those of us who watch The uh, Fugitive they have to take it serious. Fugitive <laughs> <laughs> Richard Kimball, Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. <laughs> you know, I know you're in the company of two elders. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it, I know it's very proud for you in, in a journalistic career to be able to do something like this and that for your children, your grandchildren to have this up on the shelves is something that I'm sure you're immensely proud of. I am very immensely proud of this uh, opportunity to have not just be part of this, but also to have my name in it, not just as the editorial advisor. Yeah. Uh, Austin, but I also wrote a profile in there of Jim, uh, which is great. So that means that my name there, where you're in the list of authors, along with the likes of Pamela Wallen and Jeffrey Archer, is my name inexplicably. To me, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, it's just, uh, but it's so, I kept to, when I got the book, I had to give my head a shake. Um, and it was great, you know, finding out about uh, the anecdotes about Jim and what he is, what he went through uh, in his in his career. Um, one that I mentioned was um, uh, one that I mentioned there uh, with with Jim that I wrote about was he and his son went to Antarctica uh, in the, for the year two thousand when that came in, and that was uh, fascinating because Jim was able, as usual, was able to bring in. He always brings in great people, but uh, he really knocked it out of the ballpark with this one, and I write about it, where he had the likes of Art Garfunkel, Robert Kennedy Jr., and uh, F.W. de Klerk, who, uh, who just passed away recently. He was the former president of South Africa. All together. Oh, and, and Dan Aykroyd as well. I almost forgot about Dan Aykroyd, which just goes to and show how many on the And the chief Oh, my God. What that was, Austin, sorry, sorry to jump in there, Desmond, we'll come back to you in a moment, but what that was, Austin, was the, uh, the Y2K uh, thing, which you may yes. recall back in the year 2000. Yes. It was the Young Presidents Organization that uh, were 
organizing a cruise, if you don't mind, to Antarctica when everybody else, myself included, were thinking of staying home because of planes falling out of the skies and elevators not working and all the rest of it. And and so, as Desmond says, uh, I ended up taking my son and going on it at the last minute, um, which in itself is a story. So it was an amazing uh, experience. And uh, anybody who's listening who has the opportunity to go to Antarctica, um, uh, it's one not to pass up. By the way, I should mention there, because Desmond, that you, thank you, you reminded me. There's one essay, Austin, that didn't make the book. It was too hot to publish, too controversial. And that was an essay by, by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And, um, if you, if you, um, if you're interested, I'll just let you know that basically, at the time we brought him in as a speaker, and also when I booked him to do that cruise to Antarctica, he was very much involved in speaking and writing about the environment and cleaning up the environment. He, in fact, was the one that cleaned up the Hudson River uh, in New York. And uh, But in later life, in more recent times, he's become known now as an anti-vaxxer. And so that was the essay he sent us, and we talked to the lawyers and so forth, and basically, we decided not to publish it. Mm-hmm. 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 Guys, we should wrap up. And in wrapping up, we need to give the coordinates. We need to let everybody know where they can find the book, where they can find you. And it's definitely one that would be a good Christmas present uh, on either side of the Atlantic. So we need to give the coordinates for if uh, if you're on Amazon.ie or .ca or wherever, uh, or where you can get it. So that's it. In fact, it's Amazon. You just uh, go on Amazon uh, in Canada. You go on Amazon.ca. And uh, then the search bar comes up. And you, all you do uh, to bring up this book is type in Outspoken Keating. And with those two words, Outspoken Keating, up will come the book. And it's actually on sale right now. The uh, the Amazon people, uh, when we... Uh, we're launching it. They said, you know, let's have an introductory sale of the book. So it's available right now for only fifteen ninety-five. I know that price is going to go up into the twenties, uh, twenty-dollar range in, in, a, in a, I think, in a couple of weeks. And I checked before we went on, Austin. And if you order the book, say today, you could have it by Thursday in your mailbox. And uh, and you're right. A lot of people um, are doing it and giving it as, as Christmas presents, whether it be here in Ireland, and indeed you could even have it, you know, sent to a family member in Ireland uh, by just simply putting in their, their address, and so that's ideal during the pandemic, where it'll get mailed directly to whoever it is you want to have it sent to. And of course, Desmond, they can keep up with you on InsideOttawaValley.com on an ongoing basis, as far as I recall. Yeah, doing great work up there. Thank you so much. Yeah, all, all the latest goings on at the, the hospital and what's going on with speeding on Smith Drive in Perth. So keep up to date there, InsideOttawaValley.com. Thanks for the plug, Austin. You're more than welcome. Uh, thanks, guys, for taking the time. It's been really good and joyful chatting with you. And the best of luck indeed. Thank you very Thank much, you. Austin. Thank you very much, Austin. I appreciate it.